0: Anybody on live? Cheers.
1: Lauren and Sydney are here. Hello.
2: OG Sydney? OG Sydney?
0: Walt Disney's Walt Disney Sydney?
2: Yeah. Ooh, I like that one. She's in She's in Disneyland now, she said. She's getting on Space Mountain soon. Oh, my Ooh. God. That's so oh,
0: don't... fun. That's great, Sydney, because tonight we're doing the story of that kid that got his head cut off on Space <gasps> stop Mountain.
1: Stop it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you're so mean.
0: <laughs> that really happened.
1: The one in Florida? Space or Mountain's or the,
0: in... the wooden one, right?
1: No. no, that's Thunder Railroad, I think you're thinking of.
0: Well, buckle up.
1: Uh, keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times.
0: Well, that's no fucking fun.
1: Um, unless <clears> you want <throat> to get it chopped off.
0: You got you gotta the notebook that. The notebook where he's climbing up the Ferris wheel? Oh, road? yeah. From what I heard. Someone told me about that movie. Mm-hmm. I've seen it a thousand times. I love it. <laughs> it's a good movie.
1: How? <laughs> well, remember in One Tree Hill, that was a big thing. Like she notebooked him.
2: <laughs> remember?
0: Yes, I yes. remember.
2: I've been rewatching it a little bit lately. The The One Tree Hill. Yeah, it's on HBO. So good. Is it not on Netflix anymore? It was for a long time.
1: Oh, oh I yeah. do have a uh, Mark surprise
2: shot, so I can go get that ready. Alrighty, Mark, this is for you. This shot looks interesting. I'm intrigued. Um by
0: it. I do not. It is it looks like jello with Bailey's on top of it. And I am not excited about this. It is a
1: layered shot.
0: No, it coffee and whatever the shit that is does not mix. You can tell it doesn't mix by looking at it. The coffee is literally floating on it's top.
2: It's not coffee. <laughs> it's Bailey's. <laughs> All right.
0: This doesn't mix. <laughs> literally. Chemistry. It doesn't mix.
2: It's more <laughs> viscous. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are, cause they're a surprise.
1: This is a special request for Mark. Oh Cheers. Cheers.
0: Uh, uh Oh, is that is that is that
1: absinthe? <coughs> it was not absinthe. Oh!
0: Is that oh,
1: That is called the Slippery Nipple. What the fuck? (laughs) It is uh, a little bit of grenadine, which was optional, but I added it. Sambuca. And then Bailey's on top.
0: Actually wasn't bad.
1: It was actually pretty smooth for the licorice taste.
0: I prefer the hairy nipple.
1: Not the slippery? (laughs) I mean, it's called the Slippery Nipple. Isn't there, what's the, the, there is a nipple shot that is really good. Butter buttery nipple. nipple. The buttery nipple, that's it. Yeah. A
0: lot of nipple shots. Why do yeah. men have nipples? Why do I have nipples?
2: Because all. Can you milk <coughs> me, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> all humans are actually female before they are male.
0: Yeah, we talked about this. Because. Mm-hmm.
2: You can get breast
1: cancer. Yeah. Technically, men Bull can get breast tips. cancer. You have yes.
0: breasts. Really? Yeah. No, I've got pecs, pectorals, Herculean. You can
1: still get breast cancer as a male.
0: Does Hercules ever get that stuff?
1: He is a god. He's a demigod, so... I'm not sure.
0: All right. Tonight, we are... Actually, why don't you read this? This, I want to preface this episode with this. This is from the... What you're reading now is from the BBC. A Pakistani
1: judge yesterday convicted a man of murdering 100 children and sentenced him to be strangled with an iron chain chopped into pieces and dissolved in acid in front of the parents of his victims. seems fair. <laughs> I mean, he murdered 100 children. <laughs> yeah. It sounds, yeah, it
0: sounds cool. Fair. It sounds fair. Uh,
1: eye for an eye.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you said that.
2: Or Hammurabi's Code. 200 eyes. Yeah.
0: That is not Hammurabi's code. Hammurabi is the one with all the laws, like the 10, 100 yeah, laws.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: wasn't eye for an eye, yeah. One of his, yeah, I guess that you're came right. from the Bible. Yeah, Hammurabi, I think was first, which
0: definitely wasn't plagiarized right. at all because it was <laughs> from every other religion. Well,
2: careful, you gotta <laughs> careful how we pronounce it because I almost said Harambe's. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when I said it, I was like, "Am I saying the gorilla's?" Name? <laughs> I'm glad you said it.
0: No, it's Har-
1: Hammurabi. 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 Hammurabi.
0: <laughs> the judge convicted the man of murdering 100 children and sentenced him to be strangled with an iron chain chopped into pieces and dissolved in acid in front of the parents of his victims. You mentioned something, an eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. If you're ever overseas in any of the, any place where there's Islam, uh, Islam is the primary tradition, mm-hmm. you have Sharia's law. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? Can you tell us what that is?
1: it it is like like your your punishment is equal to your crime
0: there's also with sharia law i looked up there is another islamic law that i haven't heard before but this is what you heard the 100 children and he convicted them to be strangled with an iron chain he convicted them to be strangled with an iron chain and chopped into pieces the law is to do unto one as he is done to others type of thing the golden rule is called qisas i think i'm pronouncing that right q i s a s it's an arabic term it means accountability following up after following up after pursuing or prosecuting it means Retaliation in kind, an eye for an eye. So that is the an eye for an eye phrase, Kesis. So this is common over there because obviously I said last time, did y'all even, y'all understood that this wasn't an American story once I told you the, the judge? I mean, no judge in America could sentence anyone to that. That's right. I mean, that's
1: like oddly specific. <laughs> <laughs> because I think, like you, you sentence someone to death, and then like death by lethal yeah. injection is how it is nowadays. Right? I don't think there's.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't think any other place uses like the electric chair or anything. Still. Firing squad. Yeah.
0: No, no. There's a lot of places that still do that. I
1: mean, in the U.S. Oh, in the U.S.
0: N- no, I don't think so. So
1: yeah, if that had me thinking we were going somewhere else.
0: But for this story. Before we go any further, I need to point out there is some discrepancy between could the judge actually do this because Sharia law it is forbidden for a an execution to be public mm. to mm. be strangled with an iron chain dropped it, chopped into pieces and dissolved in acid yes that goes that goes under the kisas. Ruling, however, it's against Sharia law to have this taken place in a public, uh, p- a public execution spot. Although, I, they, although they do that all the time over there.
1: I was like, even even here, in injections are private. Yeah, but I think victims' families are invited. Yeah, but
0: that's still private.
2: Yeah, not yeah. like the public can go
0: in. Yeah. It's not yeah. like.
1: We're not in the town square. Lynch, or lynching,
0: lynching someone down at the Charleston market here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, how, this is
2: not like Ted Bundy, everyone was waiting outside, like holding signs. Well, but that's right. still private. But again, though. no, like, no, that's what I'm saying. It's the, like they couldn't go in and, like, yeah. but watch. It, but this is saying it's in front of the parents of the victims.
1: So that's, that could. Oh, uh, you know okay. What I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it's kind of the same thing as what I think of. Yeah. But.
0: No, that's a, that's a really good point. I saw in one source about this case specifically that. It was supposed to take place in uh, the township. However, that actually I didn't realize that. Now that uh, that was that was the thing that was probably uh, was the discrepancy with the the defense, mm. I guess. In this case, obviously, a lot of the story is not in English.
2: So. Yeah, I would, I would guess. <laughs> you know, I would never <clears throat> want to be an executioner.
1: I was like the low of society, right?
0: There's a, uh, there's a documentary out there. If you want to look it up on YouTube, I think it's called like great white underbelly or some shit like that. I don't know, but it, uh, it interviews a, I think he's Texas or Georgia. I think it, well, maybe Georgia, a Georgia executioner, not an executioner, but the one that, uh, pulls the, well, I guess executioner. The one that pulls the thing down mm-hmm. to do the electrical chair, and he's killed hundreds. And they interview him. And it's 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 not trying to make him look bad or yeah. good or whatever. It's just kind of just to it's like a social experiment right. or whatever. It's pretty pretty crazy. Like
1: the Green Mile, that that movie was about somebody that was he like ran the
0: electric oh, chair. Oh yeah yeah.
2: I never saw it. It's a really good movie. I know Tom, Tom Hanks is yeah. in it. Yeah.
0: So that judgment is what we're going to be looking at tonight. However, I'm starting the story December 1999. A letter comes in. Anonymous letter was written and sent to the Pakistani police. And the letter specifically said the following. I'm going to read this quote from the letter. Quote, I have killed and raped over 100 young boys between the age of six to sixteen, My victims consist of orphans and runaway children who lurks at the street of Lahore, Lahore, Pakistan, where I would bring them home so I could rape them and strangle them to death after murdering them. I will dismember their bodies and immerse them in vats of hydrochloric acid and then dump their bodies into a nearby river. And that was the extent of the letter. Obviously, it was anonymous. All right, so this letter also confessed that by the time that police receive this letter, he will be dead and gone because he would have drowned himself in the Ravi River. Now, police, they didn't just discount this. Now, this is Pakistani police. The Pakistani police, they didn't discount it. They actually launched one of the largest probably the largest manhunt in Pakistani history. And what do you think they were? How do you think they tried to find his, find them
2: by like schools and by the streets?
0: No. Think Good about gas. the letter. He confessed that by the time they read it, he's going to be drowned in the Ravi river. So uh, they netted the, that entire river multiple times, actually Okay, spent all this money netted the river No body was found. So they knew he didn't actually kill himself. They also knew that this was not just some kind of joke. They launched a manhunt after that once they didn't find his body, and they actually arrested a few teenagers.
1: Despite a manhunt in which dozens of people were detained, Iqbal eluded police for a month. He was arrested only after he walked into a newspaper office to give himself up. Quote, I am Javed Iqbal, killer of one hundred children, he told staff. Quote, I hate this world. I am not ashamed of my action, and I am ready to die. I have no regrets. I killed one hundred children. Ugh.
0: That was from The Guardian, seventeenth March two thousand. Every time I see the word regrets, I secretly want it to say regrets.
2: <laughs> like oh, we're the Millers. <laughs>
0: So they actually arrested a couple of teenagers prior. Now all of these teenagers are accomplices oh. of, of this. Now why do you think a hundred children is, fa- is 100 a
2: hundred sim- a like a, a no, significant number?
0: No, but that's a really good guess. He actually, and I'll I'll get to this. The main killer vowed to kill one hundred, no more, no less. He actually claimed he could have killed four hundred. But once he hit 100, which he did, he was going to stop. So he killed 100, sent the letter, and then I guess got cold, wet feet, cold feet, didn't drown himself.
1: But why 100?
0: I'll get to that in a minute. I just wanted you to think about it. Like why kind of anyway. All right. So these are the other accomplices. Describe these kids.
1: I mean, they're children.
0: Children, right? Teenagers.
1: They look, they're like maybe 12.
0: I mean, look at the the one in the middle. <laughs> He's just like,
2: <laughs> He's like oops, he he. did I do that? The tallest one, he looks maybe like 16-ish. Yeah, yeah 16, yeah.
0: 17, mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 17 was, was his age. So they were all accomplices, but as you're about to see, in America, we wouldn't persecute them because they were... Um,
1: like influenced,
0: influenced. Uh, what's that word? Groomed. Mm. They were groomed. So he said, "A hundred children, no more, no less." I'll be killing runaway children and and kind of vagrant children. So that explains why a hundred children disappeared. Right? And the families didn't know. I mean, there was one one, and the families are in distraught once they figure out that their kid is dead. But there was one woman that I saw in a paper that hadn't seen her kid for two months. Mm. This is a 11-year-old. It's just a different culture over there, man.
1: And she wasn't necessarily, like, concerned?
0: No, because she's living in the slums, too. You know, that's one less mouth to feed at that point.
1: Mm.
0: You know, he can kind of fend forms. It's a different culture altogether right, yeah. over there. I mean, the slums. But... They, they arrest these gentlemen right here. One month later, a man walks into the local news station and he says that my name is Javed Iqbal and I am the killer of 100 boys. This is him here.
2: Mm, so that's him in the background of that other picture. Can you go back? That's him there in that sweater.
0: Oh, yeah. Good point. I didn't see that one earlier. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. With same the glasses, sw- same yeah. Same sweater, same sweater. Yeah,
2: he is. Go
0: well. That one's black and white, and this one's in color. But uh, you, it is the same fucking
1: sweater. You're it's right. the same
0: guy, yeah, because he he usually wears the glasses. Good, good point. I didn't see that earlier. I saw this photo as being presented in the context that they arrested these children first, and then one month later, this man Javid Iqbal walks in and says, "I am the one who's who's killed." Uh, all these men.
2: Is that the same boy on the, on his right, the far left of the screen, the tall one? I think so.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's definitely the same guy. Alright, so let's talk about this guy.
2: I wonder, though, what he was offering these boys to help him. Food? Shelter? Could be.
0: Now, they actually, they arrest this guy, Javed, Iqbal, at his house, and this is in the slums. So they actually arrest him living in the slums. He says, quote, I did it to avenge an attempt on my life by my my boys, the death of my mother, and injustice to society, end quote. He basically, in a nutshell, says that he killed 100 boys as... Reformation as a payback to get back at the police for doing wrongdoing to him earlier, which we're going to get into. So,
1: payback is to kill a hundred people.
0: A hundred people, yeah, a hundred kids, hundred orphan kids, or not, a hundred runaways, vagrants. In May nineteen ninety nine, he started this killing spree. He was living in the slum. They raid his house. He's living in a slum. And police find vats of acid, human bones, and piles and piles of children's clothes.
2: Oh no, I don't like that.
0: Now, these were orphans mainly living in the streets of Lahore. They were raped, dismembered, and dumped in hydrochloric acid. And then by the time they get completely dissolved, the remains will be dumped into the local river, which, if you didn't know this, is also in a lot of countries, in a lot of cities like this is also the bathing river. Hmm. <laughs> and even the river where the, the, water the, the water, the main water source definitely from where the animals drink, the livestock, the sheep, all that stuff. I remember going over there, no water in an entire village. This is Afghanistan, but no fucking water, no electricity. We went like three months without a shower. By like day seven, it didn't matter because everyone smelled the same. We actually walked down to the local river and bathed, I guess. And there's like these little sticky critter things that get like on your junk.
1: Like, (laughs) (laughs) you mean (laughs) crabs?
0: No, I'm just kidding. There's no critters.
1: I like what Lauren's comment was, the Pakistani Dahmer.
0: Pakistani, oh, man, I want to use that fucking title.
1: That's a good title. But I came up with that. No, (laughs) 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 Lauren gets credit (laughs) for that one.
0: (laughs) That is good. All right. There was also a note in his house, quote, the bodies in the house have deliberately not been disposed of so that authorities will find them, end quote. So at this point, remember, you got to remember that he was thinking he would already be dead. He he was going to drown himself into the local river.
2: But then he didn't.
0: Yeah. Well, they never do. <laughs> Here you go.
1: Pictures and television footage of weeping parents pouring over piles of children's clothes recovered from his home, Sun Pakistani society, which began to question the depth of its concern for its vast impoverished underclass. Some of the victims had been missing for more than six months before their parents reported their disappearance to police.
0: Here's the parents right here, the children. Now, he
2: likes that sweater, doesn't he? Yeah, he wears
0: all the time. <sighs> well, a lot of them wear the same clothes all the time. Oh. So, the parents obviously hear in distraught. And when he was arrested, he recants his whole confession. But yet... At his house, there's, like, bodies being dissolved in acid. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Like, what? Because he knows. He knows that eye for an eye. (laughs) He was supposed to kill himself. Now he knows. But he
1: chickened out.
0: I know, but now he's going to get fucking
1: dismembered
0: and put in a vat of acid. So I would, too. I would fucking recant it. He said that the only reason he made it up is... to shed light on the problem of so many vagrant kids. <laughs> it's like, dude, you got,
1: Oh, he makes himself <laughs> out to be a fucking hero. You got
0: hundreds of children's clothes and literally kids now being dissolved in acid. <laughs> like, dude, you did it, bro. Like you didn't buy this kid being dissolved in acid at you know, on eBay or something. This is something you did. All right. Let's talk about this guy because I said he was found in a slum, and he was. However, he comes from a very, very rich family. This is the arcade that he was living in prior to the slum. Now, why do you think he would have an arcade? To
2: lure the boys. There you
0: go. This is a very Michael Jackson-y sort of case. Mm.
2: Also, like Pinocchio.
0: Did they have sex with boys there?
2: No, but they had... Do you remember? They had the the... Treasure Island, and they had the boys, they had the billiards, and then the boys turned into goats, and then Honestly, Pinocchio. Honestly, Pinocchio scared me as a child. It is very creepy. I th- like, I could only watch it like once, it really freaked me out. Yeah. And then he like gets eaten by the whale. Yeah, it really scared me. I'm that movie a- scared the crap out of me, actually. But the guy lured the boys, and they were playing pool and smoking cigars, and then they turned into donkeys.
0: I'm a Pinocchio, but where it counts.
2: A dick. So when you lie, <laughs> when I lie, when you lie to your wife, your dick gets bigger. Oh, shit. oh yeah, it's so big, <laughs> automatic. There you like, go. Is
0: that thing shrinking back inside your body? <laughs> <laughs> this is going downhill. I don't really hope this Johnny Lama thing is going to take off. <laughs> this thing's going downhill. Uh, Johnny Lama's on the sinking ship too. <laughs>
2: We're staying afloat.
0: Yeah, we're good. Ish. <laughs> well, they, that at one advertiser did come back.
2: Oh, good. So good. Yeah, that's good. See, maybe he just ran out of money, so he invested some crypto, and now he's back because he loves us.
0: Maybe. But I don't want to get your hopes up because he's probably going to just bounce out of here. Hey, (laughs)
1: while while he's investing, this is where we... Well, suddenly we're back to three episodes a week. (laughs) I know.
0: We we have one guy that wants to advertise for our fucking podcast. No one else wants to touch it.
1: All right, we're gonna next week, three episodes.
0: And it's some fucking shitty colon uh colon Sorry, if you have (laughs) Crohn's disease,
1: this is the podcast fucking for you. So if you hear
0: a bunch of like colon what's Crohn's disease? That's like colon, right? No,
2: it's it's a digestive issue. Uh but Lauren says neither of them are singing for fuck's sake. So thank you, Lauren. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Lauren. I needed that. He's he's on the
2: boat with us playing the violins. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Lauren, you need to open your eyes.
2: Uh, No, there's no pity party allowed when we're doing
0: this. No, we're not pitying. That's true. All right, let's talk about this guy. Javed Iqbal Mughal. He was a pampered child. Extremely wealthy upbringing. Had everything he wanted. Everything that you can get. His father was a a wealthy businessman. And later, this guy, Javed, would be pampered. He would get everything he wanted. And somewhere in his childhood, in his teenage years, to be exact from what he says, he began, quote, keeping a brigade of teenage boys around him. A brigade People having a first-hand experience of knowing Iqbal termed him a, quote, boy hunter who would go to any extent to satiate his love or his lust for sodomy. Uh He was a self-proclaimed pervert since he was a teenager. In fact, when he first, when he was a teenager, he started... Because he's got many ways to lure children. The first way he found that he could lure children was on a motorbike. And he was a teenager with his nice bike. No one else had any bike. Oh, so, over in these countries like Pakistan, a large percentage of the population rides motorbikes. Mm-hmm. We call them Haji Davidsons. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call them. <laughs> <laughs> they come in a box you actually assemble them yourself it's like some... <laughs> cute, but for motorbikes. <laughs> But my, they all ride the same ones because the thing about it is like fucking desert you know crotch rockets no not crotch rockets. like uh they're, they're almost like, like dirt, bikes. dirt bikes but not they're like dirt bikes mixed with uh harley kind of thing you know they're motorbikes most people ride them over there in the rural, rural areas, you'll never see a woman by herself in most areas, especially not riding by herself. You'll always see the woman on the back. So, you know, I've seen a lot of that from where I was anyway. This guy was a self-proclaimed pervert as a teen. He would drive around in his 200cc motorbike, approach children, and he would have some luck with it. However, this guy's rich and he loves little children a lot. So he can do anything he wants, and he has several different methods. The one of the most effective ones he's had was to make friends through these children magazines. So think of like your the highlights uh, magazine. Yeah, I was going to oh. say highlights. Highlights. It, you go to the dentist's office, and there's like the highlights. Yeah. magazine.
1: so he's like they got, got an, an advertisement most. in there.
0: Yeah, he's putting advertisements in them for children, basically saying.
1: Would you like some candy? (laughs) Right?
0: Exactly. They would write to him, and then he would gain their trust. He would actually bond these friendships and spend thousands of rupees. This story's all in rupees, which is, I looked up the uh, ratio. Now a rupee is two rupees equal a dollar, pretty much. So that's how... That equals out nowadays. Is that with or without inflation? That's that's nowadays. So I don't know. I didn't look up the historical, but I do know it's about half. Anyway, he would spend thousands of rupees sending gifts like perfumes, tickets to the local arcade or whatever, and stuff like that. That was one of his best ruses. Now, a little bit about the background. Iqbal was the fourth son, the sixth, sixth child. His father Muhammad Ali Mughal was a wealthy trader. He started his own business in 1978, and he studied at Islamia College. He bought two little villas. One of these villas is the one you're seeing now. That's the inside. I'll show you the outside here in a second. It's really nice. And he let his son Iqbal stay in one permanently. Iqbal was the the black sheep, right, of the family. All the other boys, successful, marrying women type of thing. Because there's a, like, in this society that he was in, his culture was arranged marriages, usually. But over there if you guys aren't familiar and there's just type in this word there you would be shocked at how much this happens it just happened like a couple days ago a tiktok star in pakistan killed honor killing or whatever what i'm trying to say is very strict no disgrace to your family type of thing you definitely aren't sodomizing little boys mm. If you're coming from a wealthy background and your dad's a wealthy trader, that is not happening. Okay. That is definitely not happening. So what I'm trying to say is all the other brothers were doing the right thing. However, he just, he was a brat, right? He just, he's didn't want to work kind of shit and just, okay, I'll stay in this villa. His father basically put him in this villa and just told him to be quiet. They did arrange some marriages for him, which he did follow through. And we'll talk about it in a second. He did try to start his own steel recasting business, but I don't think that it went very far. I think that he was getting all of his finances from his father, from what I saw. However, in the villa, the father did find out that there were several boys living there, a brigade of boys, which he was paying, you know, with uh, perks, right? Food or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's lived there with multiple boys for several years. The family found out about this and the boys living there. They basically tried to disown him, but also keep it under the rug because they, they don't want it to come out because it had tarnished the father's reputation. They arranged him a marriage. And this for several years, he was refusing to follow through the arranged marriage until they kind of forced his hand. They said, we're going to cut you off everything. And you're going to be completely disowned from the family and disowning a family member over there is permanent. We're going to disown you. So finally he, he basically stuns everybody by saying that he will not go through the arranged marriage, but he will select a bride himself. Okay. And he did. And he got married. However, she was the elder sister of one of the boys that he has been raping for several years. Mm. Quote, the purpose was to stop the boy from deserting him End quote." Family found out. Marriage called off quietly. another marriage arranged. This time, it was the younger sister of one of the boys, a boy named Muhammad, that he was raping. And this marriage... Once that was found out, became public, and he was actually arrested for the first time for sodomy. This is from The Guardian, quote, apart from his family business, everything Javed, Iqbal did was aimed at luring boys. He opened a video game shop, and this is it right here. Yeah, Lauren from Live Chat says, uh, John Wayne Gacy lured kids with his parties and game room. Yeah. Exactly. He did He did that. I remember that now. Mm-hmm. Did the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. I think that's the only one else we covered that did that, would lure boys in like that. I don't know. I think so. But Gacy was known for doing that. You remember? talked. Yeah. It was a long time ago when we did that story. Apart from his family business, everything Javed, Iqbal did was aimed at luring boys. He opened a video game shop the first of its kind in Shagba and would offer tokens to boys at reduced, rate, at reduced rates and in some cases free of cost. He was losing money on the arcade so he could to lure the boys in. He would actually throw money on the floor and turn his back, wait to several boys or one boy in particular picks up the money. He would take him to the back room and interrogate him he is the adult now 20s and this is a 12 year old so he used the adult power to inter- interrogate him check his pockets and then he would rape him right there as a punishment <sighs> then usually if if he felt bad from what he confessed which was sometimes he would give the money back to the boy and let him go play arcades which i don't know if I mean, would they even I guess they would just continue playing. Rape over there of boys is a lot more I wouldn't say natural, but it a lot more occurring than over here.
1: Isn't it more like a um
0: It's like a cultural bullying thing.
1: Yeah, like the Kite did you read the, oh, kite? Yeah, the kite Runner? Kite
0: yeah. Runner. Yeah. yeah. So Kite Runner, if you if you read that book. So it's not it's, it's not accepted, but it is like a form of bullying. Yeah. It's terrible. You know, and when I was, when I was in Afghanistan, the more corrupt out, and you can't, you can't ever, this is what's frustrating. If you see a boy getting obviously raped or groomed or whatever, it's their culture. You can, you cannot step in. It's just, even if it makes you sick to your stomach, you can't step in because it's their culture. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's a wrong culture. They know they're doing wrong, but still you never step in. But I'm a lot of cases, the elders in the villages that we were going to, they would, they had four wives. Everyone has three or four wives. They would actually get these chai boys, which is so weird. They would come to these meetings and they were like uh, teen, I don't know, preteen boys, nine, 10, and they would kind of dance like strippers. It's really weird to, to us, it's really fucking weird because they're like little boys dancing. And they would, you know, pleasure these uh-huh. old men. I don't like. They're that. called chai boys. Ugh, I don't know. In fact, one guy told me over there that I would fetch more money than any female. Hmm. So good for you. Good he was for you, like, John. if if we were to kidnap you, you would get more money. I, I was like, sweet. That's good to know. <laughs> Shit. Good for you, John. <laughs> All right. Let me see.
1: He's like, okay, let me get back on track here.
0: His, pa- his parents soon figured out the arcade thing, so he closed it and opened a fish aquarium in fucking Pakistan in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> fucking fish.
1: <laughs> I mean, was that a good tourist attraction?
0: No, that actually did not work at oh. all. No, No boys came to that. Then he tried to open a gym, which also failed. Next, he just said, fuck it. No boys are going to into my aquarium. No boys want to work out. I'm going to open a school for children called the Sunnyside School. Mm. And there are other children's schools around here. How am I going to compete? I'll be the only one with air conditioning that worked for a little bit. And then the parents realized that he was sodomizing their children and then uh, everyone stopped coming. So now the public, after the school incident, the public knows this is not a good thing.
1: Yeah, but he's like still out in action. Like, so everyone but his, knows. his father, his
0: whole family is extremely wealthy too. So think about it. The economics, like how much business is the father, you know, taxes and stuff generating for the... The little, um, what do you call it, Uh, parish or whatever, you know. Community? Community. I don't know. I'm not saying that's the reason why he went so long, but, dude, you open up an arcade, a fish aquarium, a gym, and then a middle school called the Sunnyside School just to sodomize boys, and you're still not arrested. He also, remember, he was wealthy. He was in good favor with the police, and... This is fucking crazy. This guy actually publishes a a monthly crime magazine, a true crime magazine, with a soul. Well, that's fucking
2: th- ironic, <laughs> isn't
1: it ironic?
0: <laughs> Dude, I've, I've dug pretty deep for this shit. You true know?
1: <laughs> crime, Pakistan, and he's like, but putting himself on the fucking cover. No, no, no,
0: no. Oh yes, no. All right. He did this with the intention, and it kind of worked. He was also paying off cops, but the magazine featured mostly anti-corruption crime. Oh, my God. And focused on the heroics of local police officers. So he basically bolstered them all up.
1: <laughs> Don't come attack me now.
0: <laughs> fucking crazy, man. That is crazy. He would, like, interview these cops and and make them seem all like, oh, yeah, I guess I am pretty fucking awesome. His father dies in nineteen ninety-three. He got about four million rupees. He builds a large house and Ron, this is uh this is his father's villa. I couldn't find the house yet. I'll find that later and put it on the blog, but Oh wow, that's yes. Yeah. Nice. yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> in Pakistan, that's like a fucking Putin mansion over there, yeah. <laughs> Look at that shit. Yeah. Uh, it's got a rod right iron gate on it. Yeah. Where are you there? Irons. Is that even a thing over there? <laughs> I'm <just kidding>. Apparently. <laughs> you remember the, um, we did that Island story, the North Sentinel Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They actually went into the iron age after that ship crashed that <laughs> had iron on it. <laughs> and that's how they go into the iron age. <laughs> uh, crazy. Anyway, sorry, I'm off track. I know you guys, his father dies in 1993. He a large inheritance, he builds a large house in Ronitown. And in 1995, I mean, the house had like a, an outside swimming pool. He's often seen driving. Now, he's publicly sodomizing children. He would go with his brigade. He's like a Michael Jackson. Everyone was looking the other way. But at the same time, there's a lot of kids following him. But no, or you know what I'm saying? Or like an R. Kelly thing, like little girls following him type of thing. Mm-hmm. No one really says anything because he's like rich no one you know what i'm saying same sort of he's thing protected he's protected he would often be seen driving a five-door pajero which i looked up it's like a suv of, of sorts like a lexus with five or six young boys he owned about five different cars he goes he moves again to jazabod and he opens a video game shop this is right before his downfall right before the murdering happens The downfall happens on September 1998. This is the the motive for all the killings. And the details on the the actual killings are are not there. There's no photos besides little stuff here and there. It's, It's, you know, crazily, I don't know why it's protected or not leaked or something, but I guess they just didn't release it. It's fucking Pakistan. You thought they wouldn't care. I mean, Russia fucking leaks that shit, right? Anyway, so he opens up another game shop September 1998 while he was in his video game store with some of his boys that he was sodomizing. He was beaten unconscious. He spends weeks in a hospital. He was actually in a coma. He almost died. He wakes up and when he wakes up, he realizes that all of his assets were sold.
1: Whoa.
0: He suspects that the police did this, which, I mean, let's be honest, they did. Right? He couldn't prove it, but going back to the reason he vowed to kill 100 boys, So that's he right.
1: hadn't killed anybody at, until then?
0: No, no, yeah, he hadn't killed anybody. He's just been raping, raping boys. He hadn't killed anybody since then. Huh. So, then, then we go back to the sentencing. Pakistani judge said that he should be sentenced by strangling with an iron chain chopped into pieces and dissolved in acid in front of the parents of his victims, which they do know that he killed. We think that he killed 100. However, no one knows because most of them were dissolved and kind of slushied into the, the local river, right? But then again, he said he would stop at 100 and then kill himself. So... You know
1: but he couldn't kill himself, but he did stop at a hundred
0: from what he says, yeah, and he claimed that he could have done up to four hundred now he says to he did confess he said he would dunk them in acid, pouring their remains into the gutters. This is from the Sun Sentinel of the central Pakistani city of Lahore and he was convicted with three other defendants, the, the ones that you saw in the photo earlier. All right, here it is. October 8th, 2001, Iqbal and Sajid Ahmed were after, they, they were waiting their death there because apparently this thing was going to go through. Although it was highly debated whether it should go through if the judge even had the power to do that with Sharia law and stuff like that. However, on October 8th, him... Javed Iqbal and Sajid Amid were found dead, hanging in them, hanging in their cells in the prison, awaiting for execution. The defense actually exhumed their bodies, did an autopsy, and saw that both of them were beaten hmm. severely. So they think it was obviously, uh, you know, one of those situations. Yep. However, it was never proven. No one no one became, got in trouble for that at all. Other details are pretty scant on this case. Any questions?
2: Mm-mm.
1: So, the sentencing, is that actually how he died?
0: Maybe. I just told you he was it hanging was from a <laughs> I just told you he was, him and one of oh. his accomplice, the boy in the picture, I believe the older boy, was found hanging in their cells by bedsheets. They, bas- they basically had fashion nooses from their bedsheets. If you want to believe that, most people would believe that they were beaten and then strung up like that because the autopsy does show they were severely beaten. However, no one really got in trouble for it. So October 8th, huh. 2001, they were found hanging. So they were already dead. Interesting. Yeah. Other than that, man, that's pretty much all the details you're going to get on that one.
1: That's wild.
0: He says, quote, I have no regrets. I killed 100 children. I was denied justice. I could have killed 500. This was not a problem. Money was not a problem. But the pledge I had taken was of 100 children, and I never wanted to violate this, he said. That is from BBC.
2: I mean, he could have made a pledge to kill zero children, but... Yeah. I know. probably asking too much.
0: <sighs> so the, the thing that got him wanting to kill children, the arcade situation, quote, I was so badly beaten that my head was crushed, my backbone broken, and I was left crippled. Later, he said, quote, I hate this world. My mother cried for me. I wanted 100. Oh, this is it right here. This is what I was looking for. My mother cried for me. I wanted 100 mothers to cry for their children. He wouldn't have killed 100 boys had it not Ben, he was a, a pedophile of boys right i mean yeah he may have killed 100 people but he killed boys because that's what he's used to and there were yeah. boys at his house
2: yeah. yeah
0: you know
1: he's a predator mm-hmm. so bottom line
0: uh any questions
1: uh, how did you find that story
0: yeah uh this one mm, uh, i can't remember this has been on my list for a while actually. Hmm. I, uh, I, I, I kind of want to, wanted to do like, I like doing these stories that are overseas that no one has really done. Even though Lauren, I think or somebody said that they n- have heard this story before, but I don't think a lot of people have done this. If they have, then, you know, I mean, I, I do like looking at these old newspapers and stuff. I love doing that. And a lot of these stories, I, I try to go to the original source and just Google Translate it, which y'all know it usually doesn't come out all the way correctly. But I feel like I don't know. Like when I'm there doing that, kind of gets me, puts me there. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I want to find out more about this guy, but there's there's a couple books written, and there's a there's like a couple documentaries. None of them even had subtitles in English, so for this i use bbc which is the most reliable source bbc and the guardian for a lot of the overseas cases the most reliable sources you're going to get any any american newspapers is just pulled from the associated press which is kind of like the you know generic copy or whatever but that and cuz there's not very many pakistani news sources out there to be honest that i could find anyway yeah so i don't know but yeah to answer your question i've had it on my List forever. I think I'd, I, I may have found it in one of those books, like five hundred serial killer books that I got. Mm, you yeah, know, the ones. Yeah, you know those two big ass books, the volumes. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I found like the Stone Man murders and remember that ape story we did, not the gorilla, but uh, I can't even remember his name. Anyway, I'm freaking tired. All right, I'll see you guys later, man. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole. This is a talk more to me podcast. Go dot com. Comment on the post. See all the photos. Yada, yada, yada. You can also follow my new thing at Johnny Lama. anyway. And you can follow Jen too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. And until next time, good night. You lovely, lovely people.